Support for Crypto Camel is provided by you, the listener. We couldn't make this show come to life without your support. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love our community to chat about what upcoming cryptos are next to go to the moon and what hidden gems are going to be the next big thing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Crypto Camel. I'm your host, John Saffron. This is the show where we deep dive into a project every week and we bring you all the latest and greatest of what's happening with this project. Um, today's project I'm going to be highlighting is Avalanche or AVAX as its ticker is called. You know, cryptocurrency ultimately owes a lot of its success to the crazy competition between its various uh, coins and tokens and this competition has been the most intense amongst smart contracts. Uh, smart contract cryptocurrencies and Avalanche have recently been raising the bar for its competitors. Today I'm going to give you a quick rundown of Avalanche and bring you up to speed on the project's most important updates. We're going to analyze the price action of Avalanche and we tell you why Avalanche is about to rise. If you're new to Avalanche, here's what you need to know. Avalanche was founded in 2018 by Cornell professor and computer scientist Amin Gunsire. It's hard to say his name, but I hope I'm not botching it. Avalanche was built by Arva Labs, a for-profit software company based in the United States. Avalanche's development is coordinated by the Avalanche Foundation, a nonprofit whose location is not entirely clear. Avalanche raised over $60 million across various token sales in 2019 and has raised hundreds of millions of dollars since then. But more on that in a moment. The Avalanche mainnet went live in September 2020 and is technically still in development. Avalanche is a smart contract cryptocurrency like Ethereum and it currently uses a customized implementation of Ethereum's virtual machine for most of its decentralized applications. What makes Avalanche different from Ethereum is its unique architecture, consensus protocols and the scalability. Um, and all the benefits that these bring, obviously. Avalanche actually consists of three blockchains, uh, the exchange chain or X, um, the P chain, um, which is the contract chain, and the C chain. The X chain is where the Avalanche tokens are issued, including AVAX, which is Avalanche's uh, native coin. The X chain uh, uses a directed acrylic graph or DAG, which runs on the Avalanche consensus protocol and the Avalanche virtual machine it can process. So it can process a, uh, about uh, four and a half thousand transactions per second, which is significant. That's a lot of transactions. Uh, the P chain is where Avalanche's validators take AVAX to secure the Avalanche network. The P chain also makes it possible to create custom blockchains called subnets, which leverage Avalanche's validators. The P chain uses standard blockchain which runs the snowman consensus protocol. I know that's a lot going on here, but I'm trying to explain everything, guys. So it might get a little technical, but I think it's important to understand some of this stuff because this is what sets Avalanche apart from some of the other uh, networks. So um, the snowman consensus protocol, it can process around 1,500 transactions per second. The C chain is where Avalanche's smart contracts and dApps are deployed. As you might have guessed it, it uses the modified version of the Ethereum version uh, virtual machine. The C chain also uses a standard blockchain which runs Snowman consensus protocol and it can process around 1500 transactions per second. Uh, 
All transaction fees on the Avalanche blockchain are paid for in AVAX. All transaction fees are also burned and close to 700,000 AVAX have been burned so far. This means Avalanche validators only earn staking rewards which are currently around 1500 per year for validators and delegators. The minimum stake for validator is 2000 AVAX, where the minimum stake for delegator is 25 AVAX. Staked AVAX are locked for two weeks. For both groups, there is no slashing. Penalty for misbehaving validators, AVAX has a minimum supply of 72 million and a half, of which was set aside for staking. Rewards that are estimated to best over the next uh, few decades. Uh, of the remaining 50, about 20% uh, went to Avalanche and it's Aphelios and 20 was sold across the three ICOs. Avalanche's speed, low fees, and EVM compatibility has made it a popular alter alternative to Ethereum and it has attracted nearly uh, 20 million users and counting. Avalanche has over 500 dApps and its uh, protocols currently hold over $10 billion in total value locked, the largest of which is RV's Ethereum Most, a popular borrowing lending protocol. Now, if you want to learn more about RV, you can check out my recent update, the, the project using the link in the description. Anyways, it's been a few months uh, since I've last covered Avalanche and a lot has been happening since. Avalanche has also completed phase four of its ongoing apricot upgrade, which reduced transaction fees in addition to other things that are too technical to get into here. Um, at the end of September, AVAX listed on the Coinbase exchange. This is a big deal because Avalanche is based in the United States. And up until that point, AVAX wasn't available to US investors. This is a very important point, guys, because uh, the securities laws. It's in early October, um, AVAX finally launched the uh, Avalanche blockchain, something which had initially been announced back in August when Avalanche began its $180 million incentive program dubbed Avalanche Rush. Avalanche also announced its second drop of Major League Baseball NFTs on tops. NFTs and NFT marketplace that looks eerily similar to NBA Top Shots. The popular basketball themed NFT marketplace on the Flow blockchain at the end of October, algorithmic stablecoin Ample, fourth, uh, integrated with Avalanche, completing uh, the growing ecosystem of experimental economic projects building on Avalanche. Such projects are Wonderland, a fork of Olympus DAO. Um, I won't even try to explain that here. That gets a little bit too complicated. But in early November, Avalanche announced a million uh, dollar uh, developer fund with support from the Avalanche Foundation. Uh, a few crypto VCs. If you watched um, any uh, recent news about Avalanche, Electric Capital's crypto developer or report, you'll know that Avalanche has accrued a lot of full-time developers, and it's possible this fund played a role in that. Um, a few days later, uh, Avalanche revealed this No Trace Blockchain Explorer, which by the team behind Etherscan uh, making it, it's now easier to analyze Avalanche's chain. Uh, at least for me. Uh, one week after that, Avalanche announced that Tether's USDT stablecoin had launched on the Avalanche blockchain. Uh, there's now nearly 1 billion USDT on Avalanche and it appears to be the most held token on the, the C chain besides AVAX. Um, you know, it's a lot going on. There's a lot, there's a lot happening with, with Avalanche and I'm just trying to catch you guys all up on this. Um, 
In mid-November, a big four accounting firm, uh, Dilwat, announced a partnership with Arva Labs to launch a disaster recovery platform on the Avalanche blockchain. Um, it's a bit ironic given the name, but it was intentional. At the end, uh, November Avalanche announced phase five of its ongoing apricot upgrade. The biggest benefit it brought was the facilitation of asset transfers between Avalanche's three different blockchains. An Avalanche ecosystem accelerator called Colony also announced an $18 million raise for various crypto VCs to bootstrap early Avalanche projects and even provide liquidity to select DeFi protocols on Avalanche. Speaking of which, if you're wondering how and where you can find Avalanche's gems, you can check out um, different tutorials that they have on the Avalanche uh, website. Anyhow, in uh, early December, uh, Crypto Custodian Fireblocks added support for AVAX, making it possible for over 650,000 institutions to invest in the asset. Arva Labs was also selected by MasterCard to participate in its crypto startup program, foreshadowing a potential partnership between the two. Companies the next day listed AVAX on FTX and other exchanges. Um, I highly recommend uh, you check out FTX. FTX is a, a great decentralized, um, sorry, centralized exchange. Um, it uh, started by Sam Bankman-Fried, and uh, you know I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but uh, he's really done so much for the uh, centralized uh, exchanges. I think they're now second to uh, Binance, and uh, besides that, they're just offering a lot of. Uh, incentive programs to uh, invest and participate in the uh, crypto world. Another really important thing is uh, crypto custodian BitGo also added support for AVAX, uh, further increasing the assets um, and access to institutions. And if that wasn't bullish enough, the Bank of America called Avalanche Sirius. And uh, they mean it's a serious Ethereum competitor due to its speed and subnet capabilities. And earlier this month, uh, Ava Labs uh, partnered with a Turkish electric vehicle manufacturer to introduce smart contract functionality. Um, and they're gonna be introducing this to all their automobiles. Um, so Avalanche's first initial litigation offering also successfully reached its target of $300,000. Uh, so for those of you unfamiliar, um, initial litigation offerings or ELOs basically makes it possible to crowdfund the money required to sue someone, something which is apparently quite popular in the United States. The first Avalanche ELO was announced back in December 2020, and it involves a Californian hemp grower named Apotheo, whose hemp farm was uh, unlawfully destroyed by police and uh, this happened in October 2019. Apotheo plans to sue the Californian government for $1 billion. And this is obviously going to cost a pretty penny. That's why Apotheo opted to go the ELO route. And so far it's raised over $330,000 with 78 days still to go. So those who participated in Apotheo's ELO will get a cut of damages awarded with a return on investing ranging from 30 to X. 
um, this is really good because uh, this gives uh, power to the people. You know, a lot of times um, small guys can be wronged by big uh, companies and conglomerates and it's just not feasible for the little guy to go after Goliath. And so Ethereum's, uh, sorry, AVAX's uh, ELOs give the power to the little guy to be able to go after the big guy, which is, which is a really important thing. Um, and this is just an example of one of the many great things Avalanche is offering. Um, so the way that it works, ELO participants will be issued uh, tokens on the Avalanche blockchain, which can be redeemed for these rewards. Assuming the suit is successful, of course. Um, in the interim, it sounds like these ELO tokens will be tradable. And this means there will be a secondary market on Avalanche DEXs where people will speculate on the actual ROI. If you want to learn more about ELOs, um, you can check out some of the resources available on Avalanche's uh, website. I'll leave a link uh, in the description. Um, now, just a few days ago, there was two more very juicy announcements on Avalanche. The first was Celsius's announcement, and it had added support for AVAX. This is significant because Celsius is uh, one of the most popular crypto apps, nearly 2 million users. Uh, the second was FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried's support for Avalanche um, in a recent podcast where he said it, it was one of his favorite cryptocurrencies outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Uh, Sam's favorite cryptocurrency is Solana. And if you want to learn more about that, you can check out Solana's website. Anyhow, the effects of Avalanche's announcements, upgrades, and updates can be clearly seen in Avalanche's price action. It rallied more than 3x within three months. What's more is that AVEX is still up more than 2x since uh, since six months ago. Uh, project and remains unclear and uptrend despite the massive crypto dip we've seen over the last few months. Uh, this is for one simple reason, and that's demand. According to that Bradar's Avalanche's C chain has around half a million monthly active users, which is not too shabby. All the numbers of daily transactions on the C chain have also been on a relentless rise. Besides the C chain EVM support, Avalanche's amazing adoption is likely because Binance and Coinbase support. Uh, withdrawals and deposits uh, directly from uh, Binance and, uh, and Coinbase and to the C chain uh, make uh, Avalanche uh, very accessible to the average crypto holder. And this gives it a huge advantage over EVM compatible. Um, so EVM compatible smart contract uh, cryptocurrencies basically lack the support and require constant bridging. So on the supply side of uh, Avalanche in circulation has increased more than 10% since September. Uh, 24 million AVAX. This is due to AVAX's aggressive vesting schedule, which saw huge unlocks at the end of September and at the end of December. Assuming an average price of uh, 70 per AVAX, during that time, this works out to be a staggering $1.7 billion. Uh, that's a lot of sell pressure um, and a profit of up to 200x uh, for, for early investors. Although it's very unlikely that this AVAX was actually sold 
it looks like it was enough to negatively impact its price. So we noticed how uh, there were visible declines and at the end of September and at the end of December. Uh, but the good news is that the next vesting cliff will come at the end of March, which is two months away. In the meantime, the demand for Avalanche probably continues to rise. In terms of how high AVAX can rise, well, um, you know, that's determined by the market cap and many other things. Um, but the market cap is getting pretty big, uh, $20 billion uh, market cap. So, you know, that kind of limits uh, the multiples and how far uh, Avalanche uh, can actually uh, grow. Uh, you know, uh, when we get to past to 40, 50 billion, uh, we're starting to get into like the top five, which uh, while it has a chance to, to get there, it might it might take a little bit of time before it uh, it actually gets to to the top five. It's possible, but uh, it's not likely that Avalanche could crack the top five, especially since some of the cryptocurrencies in its way are of lesser caliber, to put it mildly. Another factor that will influence uh, AVAX's price is Avalanche's own upcoming milestones. So while Avalanche has yet to release an updated roadmap for 2022, a few milestones on its 2021 roadmap have yet to be met. And a few more milestones were revealed in interviews with Avalanche's founder, Emin Gunsir. So starting with the 2021 roadmap, there are three unmet milestones I want to point out to first before uh, pursuing any further uh, uh, positive reviews on AVAX. I don't want to get too technical, um, so we'll just keep it, we'll just kind of reduce the size of, of uh, this conversation, but uh, we'll try to explain what's going on. So, but because this is very important to Avalanche's uh, uh, blockchain and the news. Um, so basically Avalanche's blockchain, this is very important because if Avalanche's blockchain gets too large, it will be difficult for more than a few validator nodes to store it. Um, and what I mean by that is like the full transaction history and that will compromise its decentralization and hence its security. So Avalanche uh, talked about uh, pruning at length uh, in December 2020. Um, there was a medium post and they noted that it would be part of the ongoing apricot upgrade. As far as I can tell, pruning has yet to be implemented. This is uh, because pruning was only mentioned in the medium post about the first phase of apricot, which noted pruning would be introduced in the future. However, apricot introduces yet another uh, one to the medium posts. Um, and since then, uh, the second unmet milestone um, from the 2021 roadmap uh, is Avalanche's wallet, something that is needed given that Avanx doesn't have much wallet support. The current Avalanche wallet is a web wallet, which isn't the most secure since it's connected to the internet and requires you to be on a computer uh, to move Avax around. So uh, the Avalanche wallet uh, also can't interact with decentralized applications on Avalanche's C chain. And the Avalanche C chain is compatible with MetaMask, but it sounds like there are still some compatibility issues uh, that are being worked out. And at the end, there's just a few reasons why uh, Avalanche will be releasing a mobile wallet as well as a browser extension. Um, and uh, the browser extension is also a wallet. Um, An update has not been provided by the third unmet milestone from the 2021 roadmap. And that is the introduction of a new avalanche bridges that will support other EVM compatible smart contracts. 
cryptocurrencies uh, beyond Ethereum along with other non-Ethereum blockchains. And uh, of course, there's no due date for that either, um, unfortunately. As for milestones mentioned by Amin himself, the first is Avalanche's integration with Cosmos's uh, Inner Blockchain Communication Protocol, or IBC. Um, you know, this makes, what basically this does is makes it an integration with IBC would make it seamless for interoperability with other cryptocurrencies that have integrated IBC, which is most of Cosmos's ecosystem, as well as a few other proof of stake cryptocurrencies such as uh, Polkadot and um, Terra Luna. So Emin addressed Avalanche's uh, IBC integration in an October interview, though he specified this is something that's further down on Avalanche's to-do list. Something uh, that seems to be further upon um, is this is an ongoing uh, on-chain governance structure. So for Avalanche, with Emin mentioned in one of the weekly uh, videos on the Avalanche's YouTube channel in November, um, unfortunately, he didn't provide any details about this. And uh, the few posts about governance on the Avalanche forum have gone mostly unanswered. So uh, this uh, brings me to have some concerns about Avalanche's, um, uh, you know, un un unmet milestones. And, um, and one other concern I have uh, happens to be in the transparency department. So for starters, there really doesn't seem to be much information about the Avalanche Foundation. And this probably wouldn't matter uh, were not for the fact that the Avalanche Foundation holds almost 10% of AVAX's total supply, which makes it the largest initial recipient of AVAX besides the team. This ties into a surprising lack of uh, transparency around AVAX's tokenomics. So the AVAX info page on the Avalanche website uh, doesn't mention anything about initial distribution or vesting, nor does it know which wallet addresses belong to the foundation and team. Not only that, but the Avalanche support page provides next to no details in response to the question of vesting for early investors. Once upon a time, Avalanche had an entire website which went into extreme detail. Um, it went into detail about AVAX's initial distribution, but it looks like this website was recently removed. My other concern with Avalanche uh, relate to the competition. Competition Avalanche isn't the only smart uh, contract cryptocurrency around. And they're not the only ones using the EVM. And this means that it's constantly fighting with other EVM projects for developers. Uh, this is very important because uh, in, uh, in the crypto world, in the blockchain world, um, there's a lack of um, talent out there. There's a small pool of talent and new projects really have to fight uh, to get uh, these guys on the team. And, and uh, it basically comes down to what you're offering these guys, how much they believe in your project, how good is your project. Um, and that has a lot to do with it. So that's, it's very important to have a good project, to have a good team, to have a good project. There's a kind of um, a loop there, a little self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, if, uh, if you will. You know, it's been difficult to find devs uh, for, for them, but uh, though this seems to have improved over the last year and 
it's it hasn't been enough to deliver on all of Avalanche's uh, twenty twenty one promises, but uh, it's good to expect that Avalanche is progressing uh, quite quickly, um, and, and and that reflects obviously in in, in the price and um, the the market sentiment um, has about this. Um, attracting developers and building decentralized applications have been uh, super successful on both fronts. Uh, now, this might be because Avalanche doesn't really have a clear mission statement. Um, it was initially uh, focused on asset tokenization, and you can argue that it still uh, is, but I would argue that the action speaks louder than words. So I've been following Avalanche for a while now, and it's my impression that uh, it has been reactive rather than proactive. In other words, it's been following the trends rather than setting them. Right now, Avalanche seems to be focused on DeFi, and that's all well and good, but uh, that gets to be a very crowded neighborhood. Um, it's uh, recently been facing fierce competition from Phantom, and uh, that said, the trends are in Avalanche's favor, and if it continues uh, the way it has, Avalanche could uh, become big enough to challenge Ethereum. Ethereum 2.0 uh, could change that outlook, however. Um, though you can learn more about that um, when uh, you do the uh, comparison between Ethereum and, and uh, Avalanche and kind of uh, do the research and uh, see the pros and cons. I'm not going to get uh, too much into Ethereum right now because that's the, we're already getting into so much. Um, so uh, th that's it for our show today. I hope we covered everything uh, with Avalanche, uh, what it is, what it does, what it's doing, um, and hopefully where it's going. Uh, thank you guys for being great listeners. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, very much. Uh, until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Camel Podcast, your number one source for the deep dives into the crypto communication. It would really mean a lot to check our show wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week with the best-kept secrets in crypto.